0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the first episode of Real Talk with P and J. I am Phelps, it starts with a P, and we have uh, Jalen, which is my uh, sister, this is our first podcast, and we have a couple of topics that we are going to discuss today, so y'all, you know, buckle your seatbelts in and enjoy the ride, because there's a couple of loops in that motherfucker, you know, a couple of heels. So, how are you doing, Jalen?
1: I'm good. I'm good, PJ.
0: How you doing? I'm good. I can't complain. So you ready to get into this couple of these topics? Yeah, what
1: well, we got on the list today.
0: Okay, first, a lot of people can relate to this one. Is social media more beneficial or detrimental to a relationship? I'm gonna let Hell, you start this. One. yeah. What would you say?
1: Um, I say it's more detrimental, um, for multiple reasons. Let's start off with the fact that if you put it out there you have so many people that are able to attack it versus if you don't put your relationship on social media then nobody will know what's going on um also you know a lot of people are looking at all the good stuff that you post on social media of course you're not gonna put the bad stuff on there and then that makes your um, relationship more prone or susceptible to uh, people sliding in that DM, you know, and trying to snatch <laughs> your your spouse, your significant other up just because they see all the good shit that's going
0: on. I mean, that's true. That's true. I mean, I wanted to say if you are going to post your shit on social media, you gotta be, it can't be no insecurities on either side, man. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it could, it could work. You know what I'm saying? Like, if if y'all both real secure and, you know what I'm saying, y'all relationship, I feel like it could work. But if it's anybody, either, either party is halfway insecure or, you know, don't feel too comfortable about people commenting and judging and shit, I would definitely recommend just keeping it off of social media, man. Like, for me, my last relationship, I kind of, it was on there a little bit, you know, not too much. I'm more of a private person and shit, but you know what I'm saying? I feel like, do whatever fits you, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you... If you feel like you got to live like a fucking FBI agent and just hide, you know what I'm saying, because you scared of what people are say. I wouldn't, you know. I, mean, I would recommend just, yeah, keeping it off social media, but I don't know, man. I mean, you know, and then this will be the part we ask for, like, what y'all think, like, you know, let's get some, uh... You it? Why you put it? What up, though, y'all? It's your boy Phelps uh, and Jalen, and this is Real Talk with P and J. This is our first episode of the podcast, and uh, we're going to be touching a lot of topics dealing with like relationships and certain events that's going on in today's society. So to jump it off, first off, you know, I'm Phelps, and uh, how you doing today, Jalen?
1: What's up? What's up?
0: Yeah, not really much effort there, but you know, we're going to (laughs) definitely turn up for y'all, get into these topics. So, you know, the first topic for today, everybody can relate to this, is social media more beneficial or more detrimental to a relationship
1: but you know what before we like hop right into it i actually want to talk about is it the case that um you validate your relationship only if you put it on social media like are you in fact in a real relationship Mm. if it's not on social media because like i mean for for instance like i've been in relationships and people would be like well is it on social media like just because it's not on social media doesn't mean you're not involved with somebody so what do you think about that
0: i mean i would say if y'all both have that agreement that y'all just don't want it on social media all right cool but if you're the type of person to show everything else in your life except that then that does kind of look yeah you know what i'm saying like if you just private all the way around then like for me I would get it to that point once we're really serious, you know what I'm saying. It really just depends on the person, man. Because I don't really give a fuck what people think, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so it really just depends, you know what I'm saying. Both parties agree to put, you know, put it on social media. That's why I would be like, you know, that to each his own type of thing, you know. But it's definitely it could work either way, depending on the mentality of both parties, man. Like, what do you think, like? And
1: and I mean, you know what I think that's crazy that nowadays you actually have to have a conversation like you know what, um, are we there? Are we at that point <laughs> in our life where we're willing to share our relationship with social media? Like, that's something you really gotta ask people now.
0: <laughs> that's true, so. man. Because some people are extremely sensitive, man. Like, if you're a sensitive person, it goes for men and women. Keep your shit off social media, man. Because these little teenage aging kids and all these people, they cruel, man. If you put your shit for pub- the whole public to see, Now, if y'all both secure and y'all both trying to build towards something like a Beyonce and Jay-Z or something like that, they don't give a fuck what people are saying about them. You know what I'm saying? They're both secure. So, you know, if you're in that type of relationship, I would say, you know, I mean, go ahead. You know, knock it out. Knock it out the park. But if you got any, you know, insecurities, I would say, you know, just have a talk about it before. If y'all were to do it, I would recommend just keeping that shit off of social media. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I
1: do. I feel what you're saying, like. Definitely, you cannot put a new relationship straight on social media because I feel like you do have to be secure within your relationship. You have to trust one another because once you put it out in the public, people are going to attack sometimes, you know? So, um you could have your exes coming up on there, like, you know, commenting under a, a post or something that y'all have together, and they'd be like, Yeah, we was just together last weekend, and you know that shit ain't true. But if your nigga not secure, he might be like, "Well, damn, what the fuck was you at?" Right? You told me that you was with your brother, like the fuck, you know. So, so it could definitely be more detrimental to you all's relationship um, if you don't have some of those core values already established within it.
0: I agree with that. It got to be a strong foundation, man. You know what I'm saying? They say the building only goes as high as, as strong as the foundation is, man. So, that's... I would recommend at least six months. Well, you can't really put a time limit on that shit. Just when y'all are real close, I don't... You can't, you can't really put a time limit I mean,
1: limit on so that is shit. it like before you say I love you or after?
0: <laughs> I mean, like, de- when
1: can you put this on social media? When is it real?
0: I mean, it really depends, man. Like, because for me, my last relationship, it took... A while for that point for the I love you's and all that shit mm-hmm. like a couple of years but that's really kind of unusual you know what I'm saying like it really depends if y'all really feel y'all that type of bond and y'all want to post as friends which you know, I mean niggas ain't gonna believe that shit you know what I'm saying but you know it, it really just depends on the person it really depends like for me it took a while for us to get to that point and then eventually we did share it on social media you know some people never do that shit you know what I'm saying so I, don't, I really don't that's really kind of a hard one to answer but I would say do what best fits you, man. Don't try to follow what you see. or these people did this and that. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, don't try to keep up with the Joneses.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, do what fits you. Don't follow, man. Whatever floats your boat.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I I will say that I'm such a, like, secretive person. I'm not the type to post a lot of stuff about my life in general on any social media platform. Mm -hmm. So for me to actually post something... Out there is kinda out of the ordinary for me now, in the past, I was in a relationship with somebody who kind of forced it to go out there, and you know once it's out there, you can't take that shit back it's just like <laughs> out there, I'm so God, shit you is right post shit when you uh you know going out to eat when you at the movies i mean it, it's just a whole different world once you post <laughs> it out there, so you know for me I kind of was bamboozled into it and so now like I'm more conscious because with that did actually come so many other things like you know um I mean let's just be real people look at your relationship and sometimes they envy it or want what you have not knowing all the ins and outs so if you putting all that shit on social media and all they seeing is the diamonds and pearls and the flowers that they giving you and you know, popping up at your job doing random nice shit, of course the girl is gonna want that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or if you're on there telling us some, yeah, you know, I had a hard day at work and my lady cooked this meal and, you know, I, she made me feel like a king, but they're not seeing all, all the other stuff. Like maybe y'all have fights or, you know, they don't see the bad. They only seeing the good. So you have people mm. trying to steal what y'all have. And, For that reason, that's why I feel like sometimes um, things should be left private. You know, what's understood don't need to be said, type.
0: That's true. I would have to agree with that, man. I mean, I'm the type, too, man. Everything is not for social media. Like, everything just ain't for social media. Maybe if we go out and have a family event or somebody's birthday or some shit like that, I'll post something. I'm kind of the same way, too. I I really just use it for, you know, my business or music or whatever to promote, but... It ain't really... I don't really care for people to know what my relationship is with who or whoever I'm talking to. But some people... Were, I mean, I, you know... It's really like a, you have to really just kind of walk your own... You know, beat your own drum with that. Like, go to the beat of your own drum with that. You know what I'm saying? But, you know... We'll get some questions from y'all. You know what I'm saying? To see what y'all's um, opinions are. But you
1: know what? I do think it's a thin line too, though. Because, on the one hand, it's like you don't want your relationship to be a secret, but then on the other hand, if you don't share it with social media, is it in fact a secret? You know what I'm saying? Like, if we dating and you got to keep me in the closet, then motherfucker, we shouldn't be dating. <laughs> See?
0: I, now that's the problem a lot of women will, yeah. you know, will the problem with, you because know, then, on the other hand, if it's a beautiful woman that's in a relationship, or, you know, saying a, a, the the dude is the a pretty boy or something like that, Really putting it on social media is really kind of the kill The DM, the sliding in the DM shit Even though that ain't gonna stop But mm-hmm. you know, mostly women really are So why you don't wanna put me out? Is there a problem with that? <laughs> what the fuck? I'm just your side? Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. So that really kind of At least lets the women know Like look, I am with somebody even though they gonna still slide in the DMs And all of that, you know what I'm saying? And vice versa, some, you know what I'm saying? Like women, you know what I'm saying? Men may feel the same thing about a woman Like damn, why you don't wanna put it out? It works both ways, man mm-hmm. But you know, so for that reason, I guess you know that goes back to the insecurity point. though. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying. Some people feel like they don't even have to do that. Like people gonna slide in the DMs come with trust. You know, if you trust the other person, you shouldn't really give a fuck who's sliding the DMs or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I think once again, it's really I, it just really depends, man. It really See, depends. I,
1: I'm kind of like on the fence because then too, it's like when you're in a relationship, or from my experience, what I found is when you're in a relationship more people are trying to slide in that dm like you can't tell me you ain't never felt like Dang when I was single niggas wasn't checking for me like that, but now that I'm in a relationship You know people trying to hit me up be in my dm and all of that stuff So if you posting it on social media, you make it to be known That you're in a relationship and then girls might feel some kind of way and be like "Mm, Well, let me try to snatch this uh, You know, let me try to snatch him up because we was a I am back before and we got history and she ain't got nothing on me or you know whatever go through a person's head I don't know because I don't think See, but like that's, some, that's,
0: some, that's another thing too man Like, it, would you say women find men that are in relationships more attractive than a man that's not in a relationship
1: well I'm going to say, say it to you like this like say this nigga was trying to holler at you or something and you kept brushing them off and then you see and i mean to go back to social media then you see how good quote unquote he is in this new relationship he in you feel some kind of way <laughs> so it's like damn I my shot. <laughs> <laughs> like damn i missed my shot let, let me try to get back in you
0: know what i'm saying like damn that's a deep that's deep man mm-hmm. from the mind of a woman that's crazy man because I, I it seemed like that even with me anytime i was in a relationship I ain't never really had a problem getting women for the most part, but it's like when you're in a relationship, it's like women have a radar over there. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. Like, he with somebody. They just can feel it, man. It's like they find you more attractive. Man. That's just something I don't yeah, know. Yeah,
1: because I mean, like me, I don't want to break up no happy home, so I ain't up there trying to be like, oh, such and such in a relationship, let me go ahead and, <laughs> and ruin that. Nah, but it just make you feel some kind of way. Like, damn, you know, this nigga. He probably
0: really was a good catch and I done fucked this shit up. <laughs> right. That's crazy, man. That is crazy. I don't know, man. That that's really uh uh interesting uh topic to
1: explore.
0: Indeed. And uh before we get y'all questions, we got another uh topic that's very interesting, um uh, for all the black people out there. Doing business with black people. Now this uh... topic Now look. Me and, me and Jalen, personally, have had <laughs> some crazy-ass experiences, you know what I'm saying, like, dealing with this topic, man. Like, we always say, like, you always hear in the public, oh, man, black people don't support other black people, man. Support black-owned businesses. It seemed like then, when you actually get these motherfuckers a the time of day and try to support black businesses, they either fuck some shit up, or they late, they ain't on time, or they or they do too much or too little. It's like it's never... They don't never hold up They end of the bargain And they do make you Want to go call You know Billy or Chuck Or some shit Or go they, you know They
1: shortcuts.
0: Yeah I mean, You said
1: that
0: they like They lazy as shit You know like that shit Charlie Murphy said And it's a saying, Why are you wanna work so hard These niggas don't wanna do shit Man like And that's what makes you Go to the The suburban Or white companies And all that shit Like What you think Like would you say This is like a Just a Majority of black people Thing or we just kinda Had some bad experiences You know
1: Well, here's the thing. I think a lot of um, black people want to be entrepreneurs. They want to make their own money. They don't want to work for anybody. But some of them, and not all, but they don't put forth as much effort as maybe another race or culture. When you Mm. look at some of the um, Arabic, um, Chinese, You know, and and I don't mean to say the wrong culture names or whatever, but when you look at some of them, their work ethics are Mm. Completely different than ours. Like, I mean, I know people personally who have ran mail shops who happen to be Vietnamese And they will work all freaking day with no breaks, you know, they, they really take their job serious Whereas when you look at some of the African Americans, they don't want to put in those long hours. They want to come out right on top, charging, you know, for a set of nails, they charging $50, and the Chinese person charging $20, and and you might get a better service from them, and they, they have more of a right to charge you $50 versus this new black person who just started, who once you get to the appointment, they 20, 30 minutes late, they ain't offering you no water, they just want you to sit there, and they try to do anything to keep your mind off of them being late. So they might be like, "Oh, you gotta soak. You know, it's gonna take you twenty minutes to soak." But no, you really got me up here soaking for real, for real, because you ain't done with your appointment. But you're gonna charge me top dollars. So, oh, wow. I mean, you've really
0: been through <laughs> it. It's a detailed and, breakdown. And
1: I mean, and like even when it comes to like hair, or even okay, th- this is a good uh, good example, like there's a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, black people trying to start clothing lines, and I get it, you know, when you're new, you're not making a whole lot of money, and so you kind of have to go up on the cost just to kind of, you know make sure Mm. that you're getting something out of it, but here's the thing you gotta be mindful, you can't be charging $100 for a product that don't nobody know about so you gotta like you know, start off maybe taking a couple of L's, you know what I'm saying, like maybe you only making a $1, $2 profit, but you're making a profit, and then once you got more people wearing your stuff, then you charge more, you can't come out there thinking you're going <laughs> to make, gate, just... yeah, making $30 <laughs> off of one t-shirt, you know what I'm saying, it costs you $10 to make the t-shirt, and you charging 70 you know, like, Damn. that's not right, because who, who know your
0: brand? Yeah, you got to start small before you eat. Black, look, us as black people, man, we don't want to build towards shit. Like, yep. we just want to just jump out the gate, just be on top. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's an example, perfect example. A cousin of ours. Sorry, cuz, if you hear this shit. oh shit. <laughs> it's he had a restaurant, you know what I'm saying, that was kind of just starting off, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't going to put the name out there, because he's going to be like, damn, I used to go there, nigga. <laughs> you know, but starting off. Didn't nobody know who he was. Now, mind you, this is street, if you're familiar with Detroit 7 miles. It's very, you know, I mean, good restaurants everywhere. Good food everywhere. Soulful. So, he kind of just start right, soul food. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he kind of just starting off. So, out the gate, he charging top of the line prices and shit. Don't nobody know who he is, period, man. And he's surrounded by heavy competition and shit. So, I think it lasted maybe about, what, maybe almost a year, if that. So,
1: last a little bit longer but that's not the point yeah the, the point, point is like
0: <laughs> the food was he didn't really have anything special that stood out like if you're gonna start off like, even starting off small man you can't charge top dollar for one and for two if you're surrounded by competition man you gotta You know you gotta have something what separates you from everybody else man you can't just have you know plain food and then just be trying to charge top dollar competing with everybody else around you and then you know we we know the solution to this story i mean it didn't last long sorry once again cuz i love you dog (laughs) if you hear this but you know what i'm saying like us as black people man like even with cutting grass we had another family member of ours sorry oh if you hear this i'm just (laughs) saying i'm keeping it real today man no this is real experiences man like we needed our grass cut, so we don't have a lawnmower, so he did it, and he was trying to charge, I mean, double Mexican, like triple Mexican prices, you know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? I love my Mexicans, you know what I'm saying? But he didn't That's really cut the grass. Well. Shut up. <laughs> but he didn't really cut the grass as well as it could have been cut, but he wanted to charge top dollar, you know? So I don't know this is kind of like a common knowledge thing. Maybe when we get y'all comments, maybe y'all could kind of put us on black, you know, put us up on some, you know, some good experiences that happened or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean,
1: cause now, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of black businesses that I have experienced um, that are phenomenal. Crab house. Um. They, okay. Crab so so you putting out names. <laughs> I, I love crab house. You know, I have um, a, a black male tech who's amazing. Oh, okay. But so I'm not saying that all businesses, all black businesses, are bad. I'm just saying like. Maybe we just need to have a, more classes or you, you know, you can't just wake up in the morning and be like, Oh, I'm gonna be an entrepreneur and not really know how to run the business because customer service is everything.
0: everything.
1: And I will say like being a business owner myself, small business owner. Um, that's one of the things I struggle with because I have a lot of people tell me my work, you know, my baskets and my pretzels are awesome. Amazing. And I kind of shortchange myself because I feel like I'm not out there or a brand as much as I want to be. So I'm not out here like charging an arm and a leg. You know, I'm barely making a profit. I do mostly at cost. And eventually, when I get bigger and when I get out there,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I could charge more. So I feel like more people um, who start businesses should kind of go that route. You have to be professional and have to have impeccable customer service because that's everything like you can't answer the phone on some ghetto yo. what you want this <laughs> TT you know you, you can't do that you have to separate your business from your um you know your everyday life or, or how you at everyday like you need to have two different uh, people, if you will, when you're in a professional or when you're an entrepreneur. Like
0: on and off switch.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, and and my brother uh, tell you, like, I'm a social worker. And so, you know, I could answer the phone and and I'd just be like, hi, thank you for calling. You know, I I turn it on. But then (laughs) when I get off that phone, I'd be like, nigga, (laughs) listen here. You know what I'm saying? So it's I definitely have an on and off switch. And I know other people who have that. So... That's something that you have to work on when you're trying to deal with
0: um customers and have your own business. That's true, man. I mean I can relate to that of course. You know, uh I worked for U Haul at some point and uh, you know, I had to kinda cut of kind of, hey, thank you for calling you all, you know, put the white <laughs> people voice on and then when you hang the phone up, you know, What up my nigga, you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> right, yeah, I mean right. you gotta separate the two man. You can't combine the two, not unless it's a like a, a continuous customer you, you got to know them and yeah okay you can yeah. be a little more comfortable that, that applies more so to small businesses but you know just advice to black people man crawl learn to crawl before you can walk learn to walk before you can run man don't just be trying to jump out the gate you know what i'm saying on on level 10 and shit and you ain't did none of the research none of the groundwork and starting a business is hard you know what i'm saying and, and let's just try to start doing this the right way man but maybe y'all could put us up on some good experiences because we've had uh we probably like you know, over. I,
1: I will say that I've had probably more bad experiences no, than good, good yeah. especially um in Detroit. Like, oh, yeah, especially in Detroit. Now I have gone to other cities, lived in other cities where the the entrepreneurship there among Black people is is probably kind of like you know the white people, like they take their stuff really serious. Right. You know, they, they crawl money before they walk. Money-back
0: guarantees.
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So, I mean, and maybe that's another factor. Maybe it's a Detroit or an inner city <laughs> thing versus a... Uh, I don't know, a Houston thing, you know, <laughs> like...
0: Oh, that's interesting. I would love to hear, like, from Chicago or Houston and inner city of London. Well, nah, yeah, we... I don't know, because, you
1: know, Chicago is Well, like yeah, cousins. never mind. Yeah,
0: Chicago, and yeah, so y'all related. Ohio, so I so don't we gotta
1: know. we got to know what y'all about. You know, but,
0: no, I mean, that would be good to, <laughs> you know...
1: Man, you got me up here wanting some
0: Harold's
1: chicken. You ever had that?
0: Harold's chicken? Yes. I heard about it. What? Oh,
1: my God. From Chicago? Now, that's got to be a black-owned business. <laughs> oh, my God. That chicken is finger-licking good. But
0: like you say, too, see? Customer service. Just like the restaurant we went to this new and um, Southfield, Tennessee kitchen.
1: Oh, yeah. Now,
0: look, they food could have been garbage. But his presentation, dog, this nigga presentation was out. I thought he was from Tennessee. This nigga from Detroit, <laughs> man. He named the restaurant right, right, tennis, right. the kitchen of Tennessee or whatever. But his presentation, look, me and Jalen walk in there or whatever and shit. And we ain't never been there. He could tell we first-time customers. So we go in there, and I guess they specialize in their size. So we looking at the menu and everything, you know, trying to you know, figure out what we're going to get. This dude brings out a whole tray of all the size, samples of all the sizes. Is this your first time? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, we're going to put y'all together. Da da, da 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 Customer service was A1. The food could have tasted like old church food or something, man. I, I still would have been, you know, I still would have probably, you know, bought some just to support him, man, because customer service is... Yeah, we got to go back exactly. right there. That food, it, food was good food as was good. Was good. The food was good, and like he said, even if the food wasn't good, I still would have
1: went back there to support him because just because of his customer service was able. Like, I really felt like I was a freaking queen. Like, what? You know I come in here, you giving me. Oh my gosh. Not only did they give us the samples, but then after we got done eating, they gave us some, um, desserts.
0: Yeah, man. Some fried cheesecake.
1: Yep, yep. So, I mean, like I said, not all Mm -hmm. black owned businesses are bad. But, you
0: know some of them can stand room for improvement yeah i agree i agree but you know i say us as a community man we have to learn from the people you, look they say success leaves trails man so you know if you see somebody in your field that's mm-hmm. doing a lot better than you learn from them you know see mm-hmm. what they are doing and maybe you can apply to your business man don't just try to up and jump the gun and start off and you don't know what the hell you're doing you know what i'm saying take your time man you know what i'm saying it's not a rush at all you know but,
1: but but let's talk about it let's talk about it because a, a lot of us don't want to share the information and uh, knowledge uh, see uh, see uh, now yeah. let's talk about it because you make beats and i might want to learn how to make beats but you could be like hell no nah, i'm making a thousand dollars off of one beat And I had to bust my ass to get there, so nobody made it easy for me. I'm not about to make it easy for you. So you know that's something that we need to work on too as a culture, because I'm more the type. If it was hard for me to get there, I want other people to have an easy, easier time to get there.
0: To yeah, yeah,
1: and I mean it's like. I don't know what it is. Like, we just think that money stops or something. Like, there's a whole lot of money out here. Like, just because I make beats don't mean that you ain't going to be able to make beats or still make a profit from beats, you know? So why is you being stingy with your your knowledge and your information? Why?
0: See, what I learned, too, though, like, a lot of that comes with producers that got a scarcity mindset, man. Like, when I was first starting off, I started when I was 15 making beats. I wanted to learn. It was a producer I looked up to. And really wanted to learn, you know, how to do it. And he kinda threw me the cold shoulder. So yeah, what you saying, I relate to that personally, like for real, man. But like, you know
1: what? Maybe maybe it has to do too with um maybe people don't share all of their wisdom and stuff because they don't feel like they've made it far enough to share, so they don't want you to block them from getting further.
0: Well that's a good way to look at it. But I mean with me, like, this dude, he was already up there, man, like he, he, I mean, he could have passed a little bit of knowledge down. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't want to help me do shit. So, I pretty much was self-taught all the way. Like, you know. And for me, most people, you know, they want to learn how to produce or want tips. I That's, that's one of the reasons I share so much knowledge. Like, anything you want to know, man, to the best of my ability, I'll explain it to you, man. But I don't know why that is. It's not only in production, man. It's in oh, shit, yeah. In pretty much every field, man. People who have that mentality. I'm not scared of nobody else, like, having competition or whatever. I'm confident in what I do. I know... You can't block my blessings. I can't mm-hmm. block yours. You know what I'm saying? See, it's enough for everybody. You
1: confident. Yeah, Maybe you know, That's like, what it is. Other people are lacking that confidence. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true. But yeah, that, that's like in a lot of industries, man. Some people really don't want to get the game, man. You know. But they don't. I say even in your industry, whatever you're doing, even if not, you can all definitely in this day and age, man. It's nothing you can't look up yourself, like pretty much anything, like, even for me, man, I looked up, I researched and learned how to do it myself, like, if you really want to do it, you know what I'm saying, like, but with anything you start, you got to learn first, man, have a, you know, have a solid foundation before you just jump into anything, man, like, you know, I had to do that with production, man, before I even started making any type of money, you know what I'm saying, like, that's us, we we want the money first, you know, fuck all, you know, the, the details and the skill, how, you know, how well the foundation is and all of that, you know what I'm saying, like, what made you like you do baskets, so what what how did you get into that though? Like baskets for parties and weddings and
1: Well, you know, um, I started off actually making flowers, um, as little keepsakes to give away. My mom had passed and I just felt like, you know, after the funeral I didn't want to be bothered no more. I didn't want to sit up there and write all of them thank you cards and 'Cause you relive that, you know, like mm. I just wanted to move on with my life after my mom passed. So, um, I found out that if you give some if you give something while they're there, then you pretty much done with it. So I started doing the flowers and then so many people were like, Well, where did the flowers come from? And you know, I did funerals, a few funerals after that. And then I was like, Well look, you know, it's other things, um, other events that need uh, thank you to follow, you know, thank you notes. So I branched out to baby showers and birthday parties and stuff and um, Eventually, you know, I was just trying to grow and expand my business and I walked into Kroger's and they have um this like basket made of candy and I mean the basket probably cost like $7 for them to make seriously and, um, they were charging like forty dollars for it, and I was like, "What like this cannot be that hard so um, mm-hmm. I went home well, I went to the dollar store and got all the stuff that I felt like I needed to make it, and made basket, oh my gosh, it looked horrible, so I was discouraged after my first mm-hmm. basket, but I had a few um you know supporters who kept pushing me like, you know." It'll get better, better.
0: Yeah, Crawl you walk. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And so, you know, my first baskets, a few of them, I gave them away. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, eventually I got to the point where I could sell them and make like a large, um, you know, well, not super large, but like a nice
0: profit. profit. Yeah, nice little profit. Yeah, so. man. Yeah, man. I mean, see, crawl before you walk. That's the lesson in this topic. Please, my people, crawl before you can walk. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like in a. You know, so um and we actually gonna get into this next topic, you know what I'm saying? This is a very uh interesting topic right here. Everybody I well most people I'm pretty sure can relate to this, man. <laughs> Why would somebody borrow money from you, us as black people specifically, man? Like if somebody borrow money from you and they make you feel bad for actually asking for the shit back. Like they, they wait so long to pay you back. And when you ask for it back from them, they're looking at you like, damn, nigga, what, what you want, nigga? Like, like you ain't even just get them no money or something. <laughs>
1: like, you supposed to forget that, you, that they owe you money. Like, and my thing is this. If you, now, I get this a lot, actually, and it kind of irks my nerves. People look at me and they be like, oh, okay, well, you don't have any kids, so you're making a decent amount of money. You can help me out. Like, oh, you know, they watch. count with my pockets. Right. And Pocket so... Watching. Here's my thing. Like I really believe it's a difference. If you come at me straight up and be like, "Yo, I need this money. I'm not gonna be, be able to pay you back." <laughs> can I, Yeah. Can I have a? Can I have the money? That's different versus, "Yo, yo, yo, loan me this twenty dollars. I'm pay you back on next Friday because that's when I get paid." <laughs> then when next Friday come, you don't have my money. I shouldn't even like if I loaned you some money, I shouldn't even have to ask you for it back. You should be, you should
0: just come to me like, here go the money. Yeah, I mean dealing with our people especially, man. Like nowadays, you yeah. got to write out contracts, man. For me personally, I think we get that from uh, our father that we don't like owing people, and I don't like that anyway. I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me, man. Like. I don't know why that is, man. Like, I had, I actually lost one of my best friends growing up with that I, uh, to that type of thing. Like, he went down, he went to, uh, down south somewhere, got into some trouble with him and his old lady. And at the time, I was making, you know, like, this, it wasn't nothing what he needed, you know what I'm saying? He got in trouble, needed some bail money or whatever, so I shot it to him. He's like, man, I got you, man. Like, one thing, look, if you're not going to pay somebody back and you know this, just, just say it. Don't, or either say it or just kind of, you know, like, man, hey, I appreciate it, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey, that's good looking, man. And just hang up. So you ain't get no time limit, man, you know what I'm saying? But when you say, oh, man, I got you, man, as soon as I get back, man, a couple days, dog, like two days, and then that time come around and you go ghosting, you know what I'm saying? Like, that ain't the way to move, man, like, you know, so, you know, it, it, that's why it make it hard, you know, and definitely if it's a close friend, man, you don't want to fuck up a friendship over something little like that, man. You know, that's why I just, I always try to pay anybody I get money from, you know what I'm saying, or I owe them, I try to pay back as much to the best of my ability, man. You know so I'm saying? Nowadays, you gotta sign contracts like music deals and shit, man, to make sure you get your money back, man. Like, I don't.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, one thing that I go by now, because I see, you know, clearly, you know, just because you're real close with them, a family member, close friend, whatever, that don't mean they're gonna pay you back. So, yeah. My thing is, if I don't have the money to, like, give away, I ain't letting you borrow it or nothing yeah. because that'll fuck my whole budget up. Like, yeah. I mean, could you just imagine? Like, if my phone bill was fifty dollars and it's due at the end of the month, and then you ask for fifty dollars, I give you the fifty dollars. You say you're gonna give it to me before the end of the month, and mm-hmm. not the end of the month come, you ain't got my money, and I don't budget for you to have this money. Now my phone bill about to get cut off. Yeah, you know man. what I'm saying? Like that. You can't put people
0: in both situations like that. That's why it's important for you to be um, honest with True to your word. Yeah. Yeah. True to your word. If you are going to set a day where you're going to pay them back, just be true to your word, man. Or if you can't pay it, you know, like you say, man, like just say that up front, man. Like don't don't give niggas to run around and then, you know, catch a flight to Aruba and shit once it's time to pay the money back. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to, you know, just be true to your word, man. I've had bad. That. Like, um. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah hey, man, I experienced that shit on multiple occasions. That's why I don't let nobody borrow shit. Another another uh, similar situation is uh, I know you dealt with this, so we actually both dealt with this. Like similar situation is when somebody you know hits hard times or you know what I'm saying need a place to stay, and you let them stay, and they give you a time limit, two weeks, no charge. Da 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 da. What do you like? What is your opinion on people getting comfortable? Like they give you a time limit. I always knew that I always know this. I've been through this before, like a problem before I had like you give somebody a time limit with just right, start two weeks and then you gotta find somewhere else to go. Two weeks turned into two months, which turned into six months, which turned into a year. Now what's your take on that though? Like why <laughs> why do people always tend to get comfortable like that, man? You think it's like a mental you thing? Let them get
1: comfortable.
0: That's true. See if you
1: let a person stay in your house. Lock the refrigerator. Don't give them a key. Right. Make them motherfuckers get out when you got to go to work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't make it so comfortable. Because if it is comfortable, then they they're going to get comfortable yeah. and they're going to stay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so I try to make it, I mean, first of all, I'm the type of person. I don't like nobody staying with me on some real,
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on some
1: real stuff. I don't let people stay with me. I don't like it. But, in extreme situations It has to happen and My best advice is to not let them get too comfortable And also, you know have them contribute even if they are having hard times, you know, they can do stuff around the house Right. They gotta earn they keep somehow cuz ain't nothing in life free right. and when you making them uh, You know when you're not making them have no responsibilities then who? Cause, bro, tell me, you ain't never when you was growing up said, "Man, I can't wait till I'm grown." Yeah. And now that you're and grown, then you get grown, you be like, "Damn, I wish I was a kid again." again. <laughs> so. You know what I'm saying? Just think about how many other people think about that. And they're like, shit, my nigga over here let me just stay with him for free. What the fuck? I look like fucking this up. I'm just going to ride this shit out. Yeah,
0: that's true. And
1: another thing you got to think of, too, is if you let a person stay with you for too long and they using your address and stuff, shit, you got to go find them eviction papers. Yeah,
0: damn, that's crazy. Yeah, you got to
1: be careful with that.
0: Yeah, man, that's crazy, man. I think that applies really soon pretty much every you know uh, community like it's not really i wouldn't say that's just tied to our people i think that everybody goes through that like, yeah. but, well community.
1: well you know in other <clears throat> cultures you know um they don't kick their children out of the house until they're stable <clears throat> mm. i mean i mm. feel like as a black culture it's just kind of drilled in our head when you 18 get the fuck out of my house you know <laughs> i'm right. where with other cultures they let you stay in I mean because think about it you go off to school I mean let's just say you go off to college and you get in debt so
0: you got an unfair
1: disadvantage off the rip because now on top of your regular bills just to live you got to pay your school loans back so I have seen other uh, cultures who let their relatives move back in the house with them and you know pay their student loans off yeah. don't kick them out until they're ready to start their own family yeah. and you know it kind of makes more sense like say if it was like if we had like five brothers and sisters and we had like this big house and the house probably cost like three thousand dollars like we coming up more if all of us splitting that rent versus yeah you, you Yeah are. like I mean Think about it For you to live in an apartment A nice apartment is gonna be 700 plus Hell yeah You know what I'm saying So you can save money If you are able to live With your family members But we We ain't about that life For real
0: Yeah man For <laughs> real Fuck all that bro. Yeah Yeah man That's a definitely a uh Interesting point of view On that topic man You know what I'm saying So We gonna get some comments And questions for y'all You know what I'm saying And uh This is episode one, you know what I'm saying? Today is a Monday, the 18th of June, you know, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Any comments or questions, feel free to reach out, you know. So once again, it's Real Talk with P and J. Deuces.
1: Deuces.
0: Yeah.